What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. I want to be a part of that. I appreciate it, though. You're welcome. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. There's going to be a graphic there. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from Atlanta, Georgia, now in New York City, Zach Vandergrift. Good to be here. Yes, everybody thinks I'm from New York. Yes. Yeah, we were just talking about that. What's up, man? Hey. Plug everything up front. Yes. Uh, this will come out Friday on Patreon, Monday everywhere else. So let everybody know where they can find you. Social media, the whole deal. I just started a show at the Music Inn in the West Village. It's called Rent Controlled. Rent period <laughs> controlled. Uh, it's funny name. So imagine how good the show is. Yeah, right. And then I also am going to start running a show called Drip Comedy. And that oh, will I know be, that show. It is not up and running yet. No, but there's Drip a drop. Oh, okay. We were first. Even though we haven't started. But, you know, what can you do? And uh, that will be at uh, the Lost Draft in Soho, May 26th, ideally. Okay, so. perfect. Uh, social media? Handy Vandy. I have very sweaty hands. Handy Vandy. Yes. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on, man. We've Thanks been for trying to, me. Yeah, we've been trying to make this happen for a little while. I know you from uh, former guest of the show, Drew Tessier's Mics. Yes. Um, and you, as you said... Everyone always thinks you're from here. Yep. Um, not going to say why, uh, <laughs> but you're from Atlanta originally. I'm from Atlanta. Because I, I uh, went through your Instagram when we first started following each other, and you're, you've are you got shows The Laughing Skull and Vortex and all mm -hmm. those places. Let the record show. I followed you. You didn't follow me. I unfollowed you. Then I followed you again, and then I got the follow. And now we have Sometimes this. people... Cause Especially at Mike's, people will be like, hey, like, what's your social? And then they do the thing, mm -hmm. but I don't get service down there. Mm. So then I'll come up and I just, you know, you start doing other stuff and you yeah, forget. But... And then I, I just. Well, I also hadn't talked to you yet. But That's I was true. Like, oh, I like your laugh. I like your jokes. So. That's, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Of course. Um, but yeah, I've been do I did shows in Atlanta a little bit, but I didn't start there. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Um, so you. We're raised in Atlanta, yeah, or outside of Atlanta. In Atlanta, you were raised. Okay, you're gonna have to say where because I've got a few people from Atlanta who okay. listen to the show, and whenever people say Atlanta, they sure. go, "That's barely Atlanta." Right. So where in Atlanta? Uh, I grew up in Alpharetta. Yeah, yeah. shouts out Alpharetta. What's yes. up now, Joe? Bang bang. Uh, it's sketchy, <laughs> but uh, and then uh, my parents got divorced. Great relationship, though. They're yeah. very close now. Oh, you're not being sarcastic. No, I'm being dead serious. Okay. Uh, like, better relationship now. So it was anything. amicable. Very amicable. That's Mom always... called it off, though. Okay. That's always bananas and bizarre when I hear that because when my parents first got divorced, they're like, I'm not going to be in another room with that sure. person. Sure. Yeah. No, I've heard horror stories. Yeah. And it's, and it's weird now because 
they've obviously in their older age and now people are graduating and getting married and like there's big events that they both have to be in the room for and they've kind of squashed the beef as it were mm-hmm. um to use an atlanta term sure but uh it's still kind of like uh, yeah that's uh, tough put them at separate tables right. away from each other <laughs> yeah well yeah my parents are like almost too close yeah well especially my dad like he wants to do thanksgiving every year he like invited my mom to his wedding wanted to do a joint wedding because they were getting married this has got to be weird time. for the significant others yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're friends, but they're like, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, like, yeah, We'd yeah. rather not be, but... that's I'm in that situation now because, obviously, me and Savannah broke up, but I still love to go see the dog. Okay. So my current girlfriend is kind of like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just going to your ex's house to see the dog? And right. I'm like, well, yeah, I love the dog. Yeah, that's tough, too, because it's like, that's... You're like the dog in this situation. <laughs> the dog, except they love each other. Yeah. That's which is, you know, I think tougher for the significant other because you're truly not there for Savannah. You're there for. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's good point. Wow. That's got to be. So what was it like when your parents get divorced? Where did you end up going? So then uh, they both got new houses. Okay. Yeah. In the same area? Yeah. Like five minutes away. Okay. 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 So you grew up in the south was that now i'm gonna ask the obvious interviewer dumb question but was that difficult growing up being kind of the odd person out being jewish in the south oh not at all okay no i i mean like drew talks about alabama yeah and that's a being different... gay in alabama yeah, and yeah that's yeah. you know i'm fruity but i'm not gay <laughs> but like there's a lot of jews in atlanta okay so that's uh that a was like jews, totally a lot fun. of blacks baby let's do a it a lot of jews and black i went to like a predominantly black middle school okay which was really fun and i mean the jews and the blacks get along very well Derek Gaines has a great bit about this okay. where he talks about it's when you come from a culture of suffering, mm-hmm. you yes. have an inherent connection Bond, yeah. with people. It's yeah. like the you people movie. He said it. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm not going to say the word, but um, <laughs> it's uh, with like Jonah Hill. Yeah. And, so like that, I think, was like a testament to oh like, my God, I did not see that movie. Did you watch oh, it? Oh, it was terrible. Okay, yeah, it, it looked terrible. It sucks because it's like the idea is valid yeah. of like black people, Jewish people, similar-ish struggles, persecuted, minorities, mm-hmm. but um, but the execution was god-awful. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to yeah, see yeah. this. I, well, I didn't want to watch it, but my black girlfriend <laughs> wanted to watch it, <laughs> my words, yeah. and... Um, <laughs> And uh, I was like, this is a horrible You're idea. You're very beautiful, we- Black <laughs> Thank you. Everyone's shocked. Um, but yeah, she is very pretty. I'll plug her. Jessica Moody. Um, Shouts out Jessica. Shouts Jessica. She's great. What does she do? She is in rental management. Oh, okay. Hates it. She's I was saying, she's an artist job. of any kind. We'll bring her on the show. Well, she is funnier than me. So there's that. But <laughs> that she's always not, happens. I know. But she's not in the space. I yeah. did make her do an improv. Oh, you did? Thing. Yeah, she's at UCB right now. <laughs> You do understand how that sounds. <laughs> my white Jewish boyfriend yeah. made my black girlfriend. I'm just do it. trying to live through her. Do it. <laughs> um, so, growing up in Atlanta, is yeah. that where you met Jessica? Um, yes, but I didn't know her until like right before COVID. Okay, and then when you, uh, how did you get to New York? Well, I knew it was a path, like with the, but, the, the comedy. But um, oh, with the comedy, yeah, the comedy. Um, I uh, well, uh, okay. So I started comedy in Chicago. Okay, so let's we got to go all the way back then because yeah. you just threw another city out sure. there, so it's not a straight. There's gonna line. be a lot of cities. I move a lot. Okay, so you are living in Atlanta. You're growing up in Atlanta. I'm growing up in Atlanta. 
great childhood, loved it, loved black people, loved Jewish people, went to uh, blackish uh, middle school, then got expelled, went to a Jewish high school. What did you get expelled for? Getting into too much trouble. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of Put a bad Put a pin boy. in that. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back. Um, so that's why you just wrote middle school on yeah, the yeah, notes. Yeah. <laughs> so then you um, – oh, yeah, you did talk about this. Uh, so then – when did you discover stand-up, not as a career path or anything, but when did you just discover comedy? So I saw like a special or two when I was in high school. Okay. Didn't, Can you remember the specials? It was, I saw Bill Burr's and Louis C.K.'s. Okay. Uh, and like one of Dave Chappelle's. All right, okay. Um, and I was like, oh, this is pretty funny, but never had any drive of like, oh, I want to do this. So you almost saw them in passing, almost like. Yeah, like more or less. sit like, down and seek them out. Everyone was kind of talking about it, and you're like, oh, let me check this out. Not even that. It was like when Netflix was getting bigger okay. and like starting to promote specials. Yeah. But I'd like, I didn't even, I know this sounds crazy, but like I didn't even know that stand-up was really a thing other yeah. than like the word stand up like you, i couldn't name a single it's not crazy there's okay. so many people that i've had i've done over almost 200 episodes there's a lot of people who are in the space now whether it's comedic acting or uh, comedy or improv that had no idea that that was even a thing oh, that makes me feel better. before that yeah they were okay. like 15 16 17 that's great because i have uh hate to say it but i have like no drive with stand up like really? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i i really don't like stand up like, i mean you have a little bit of a drive because anyone who shows up to the mics especially sure, i have has... a drive in the sense of i would love to be successful at it and i enjoy doing it when it's going well but i hate so much of it yeah and but the my drive right now is the sunk cost mm -hmm. of i've already committed to like not having a nine so to you five don't like stand up? i don't like stand up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which is tough, you know? Yeah, it's pretty tough. L literally. What do you mean when you say, because uh, we were talking about this before we started recording about how pretentious I am and stand-up saved my life, and I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When you say you don't stand -up like stand-up. Stand-up's ruining my life. You, when you, <laughs> For yeah, sure. All of us. But when you say you don't like stand-up, you mean all the stuff that comes with it. Yeah, like I would the say the mics and the bombs and the, the, the mics shitty crowds. and the bombs and the bringers and the shitty crowds and the schmoozing and yeah. just like the the lack of meritocracy of like this person has this thing because they know that person rather than like oh he's he or she is super funny so well that's the other problem too is we were just talking about this but i just did a show recently and i was kind of like like a lot of the comics were very good and then some of the comics were not and yeah. i was just like but we're all on the same show mm -hmm. like I, and as someone who played sports my whole life i was always just like oh the best person goes that's what you think the hardest worker gets a yeah. spot but it's like, that's not how it works. No, actually, definitely not. At all. Right. You'd be shocked how many people I've had on the show. And they go, oh, we got to get you on the show that they produce. And because I'm not the person who's like online all the time, like, hey, 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 they just forget. Right. Which I've done for this show, too. Sure. But again, I, I understand exactly what you mean. But it's just so funny to me because I see you at the mics. Yeah. And it's like. Hating it. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> Well, obviously, you, you love something about it because you're still doing it. I think I like the torture yeah. a little bit. You're a bit of a masochist. Big masochist. Um, but I – well, so my, my biggest motivating factor right now is the fact that I've told family and friends I'm doing this and I've, like, posted about doing it. And yeah. so now it's just, like, if I don't follow through with it, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. And, and I've always had the mentality of, like – I've heard stories of people don't make it, but I'm like, I'm the main character though. Like that. We're be all crazy. the hero in our own story. Exactly. Man. So like, I feel like people that haven't made it aren't 
re- like those are just stories for me to know what not I to do. I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if a meteor was coming at New York or like a missile from God knows where, it's like, yeah, all the other, the NPCs sure. die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am Will Smith in Independence Day <laughs> yes. in this. But I, I even have the bit where I say, but sometimes you're Harry Connick Jr. You say a couple funny lines and you die halfway through. Like, I, it's bizarre to me because I, I feel that so in my soul about the, yeah, those people didn't make it. Yeah. But I'm going to make uh-huh. it. And all the stories we hear from the people who have made it, whether it's on, because all I want is to be able to sustain my life by doing this, podcasting, stand-up, stuff like that. Like, I don't have delusions of grandeur like yeah I w- and my biggest motivating factor is to help people because of the stuff i talk about on stage and the one-man show and stuff is also stuff that people go through and maybe they don't think there's a way out so it's like a two-fold thing but at the same time i'm not like oh i want to be kevin hart and be in movies like right you, you guys can have that yeah, like yeah, i yeah. want nothing to do with that life i i, I don't want to be i'm kind of like rodney dangerfield of I just want respect. Yeah. You know, like put me in a club, let me perform. I'm not asking to like be selling out arenas, but like I just, I wish that it was like funny meets respect and audience and appreciation. Yeah. Well, and there's also those shows. This is what keeps me going is I, when I was doing a show in um, Jacksonville, this is probably like a year and a half to when I came back into comedy. So I did comedy since 2009 then when I relapsed in 2014, I was like, I'm not going to get on stage I love again, the return, drunk. too, of, like, everyone's been waiting of, like, fuck. <laughs> the return of the Jedi. Uh, but then, so from 2014, 15-ish, all the way until 2018, I didn't do, con- I was like, I'm not going to touch a mic when I'm drunk. Like, okay. I'm, And then I would have bouts of sobriety, and I'd go to a couple open mics, but then I would start drinking again, and I was like, I'm not. Because I used to be embarrass myself drunk Did anyone stage. like you drunk? Yeah, a lot of people. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's tough. Yeah, that's yeah, hard yeah. to quit if that's, it's, like... Well, towards the end of my alcoholism, everyone realized I had a problem. Okay. So I, everyone was a big fan of Brandon Taft. That was my alter ego in college. Okay. Everyone was a big fan of his sure. until it until they weren't. Yeah. Is kind of how it went. Um, but then towards the end, a lot of people would want to drink with me, but mm. I I wanted to drink at home by myself so I couldn't mm. get into any trouble. And so when I came back, Wait, so you could what not get into any oh, trouble because gotcha. yeah. I used to get I was pre-law pretty racist so i know but i would i would get in cops faces and be like who the fuck do you think you are like i know my rights and they'd be like well we're arresting you (laughs) so tell that to somebody but we're taking you in um so then i was like oh i'll just and i had two duis so i was like i'll just stay at home and drink because my friends were on the television i talk about it on stage all the time like i love movies and tv and i think of the characters almost as like people in my life which is a whole other bag well that's got to be tough too to be thinking like people don't make it but not me because you're literally seeing your friends make it yeah yeah and that's that's i mean that's another weird thing but i i the point i wanted to make was the the drive is i was doing a show daniel van kirk shout out dvk was coming to jacksonville and my buddy who was putting the show on was like you know dan like you listen to him on podcast you're a fan of his do you want to open for him and i was like yeah and I invited everybody I knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting on the stage. It was like shaking. The stage, it's, it was a tiny room in the back of a, a bar, but it had a stage. It was like a You're club. drunk at the time. No, no, no. This is when I'm sober. Oh, I'm okay. so, I get sober. I get back into comedy. And then like a year back, someone asked me to do this show. And I remember getting on stage, and it was like the greatest feeling in the world. And oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is why we do the open mics. This is why I fucking resent everyone who gets something that like i feel like they they 
it didn't work for. Sure. Like, this is why I still do all that. Did you ever have a moment? Because you, you've said now that you hate the kind of grind. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, oh, this is what I want to do? Before you told your family, before you posted stuff on the internet, like when you first started doing comedy, did you have like a feeling of like, oh, this is where I want to be? Um, no. <laughs> to be honest. This reminds me of Jerry Maguire when he's talking to Rod Tidwell, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character, and he goes, it wasn't always about the money, was it? <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> so it's definitely not about the money for me, but it is about, um, <laughs> I don't want to say the respect, but it's, de- I, I really, I don't know what it is and that definitely gives me like a, a huge source of angst, but yeah. especially like hearing how passionate so many comics are about it. And I think I love writing. That's my favorite okay. thing to do. Um, and I do enjoy performing, but not to the level where like, and it's because I'm at the open mics all the time. I'm not getting that like flow state and I'm like, I'm doing what I should be doing. Yeah. Kind of thing. If I do a killer show, I'm like, Oh, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But, but I also get, I understand that I feel the awesomeness from it from the contrast of like how shitty yeah. everything leading up to it is. The great poet 50 cent, you know, sunny days wouldn't be special without the rain. Sure. You know what I mean? But I do think so. I, I started in Chicago. I did like, so what brought you to Chicago? Um, uh, my sister lived there who I'm not even close with, but, um, I was like, I just want to be full or half full. Okay. Um, and she, and out of context, that's going to sound real bad on this show. (laughs) So yeah, no, you know, uh, attraction there, but, um, I was, I was in Chicago and like I visited, I was like, this is a super cool city. Yeah. Let me try this. Is this in high school or after high school? This is after college. Okay. And so so, where did you go to college? I went to Texas. Okay. UT. So you went from. Atlanta yeah. to Austin. Yes. Then from Austin back to Atlanta. N- uh, straight to Chicago. Straight to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And then what did you go to school for? Economics. Okay. Yeah. So, well, and so the thing is, is my dad is like an entrepreneur and he always said like, oh, you should like write for TV or do something creative. And I always thought it was like insulting because okay. he was like, don't man. come in here. Yeah, yeah. This field, like this go write some jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still have the understanding that like, Comedy was a gimmick thing. I didn't realize that it's like, oh, very intelligent, cool, smart, funny, whatever people are doing it. And uh, and so then I was studying for the GRE. I thought I was going to get my master's because I was trying to buy time. Yeah. And then this girl said that she was studying for the GRE for speech pathology. And I was like, why are we taking the same test? And then after that, I just said, I don't want to do any more school. This is like not because it just it rubbed me the wrong way of like, this isn't indicative of like you do well on this. You're going to be a good economist. This yeah. is just like, hey, if you we want to make study sure you're not well. a dum-dum. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, let me just pivot. I wrote. And so I told him I want to be a writer. Didn't know what that entailed. Um, made some Facebook posts about a day in the life. Got some traction. Okay, on it. okay. I thought you were gonna say I made some pa- Facebook posts about doing stand up before you even touched the stage. No, that was, that that's been why crazy. I had that look on my face where I was like, "What?" But I did tell people I was like gonna be this writer, okay. and I was like going to Second City, and I was gonna. Were be, you? And I was because I was moving to Chicago. Yeah, that was part of the reason too. And so then I took some classes at Second City, one of which was stand up, and I did get that feeling of like. This is cool, and I wasn't good at it, but I knew I could be, mm-hmm. and that was like a motivator for me. Okay. I was like, Ooh, so "We found it. We yeah, got yeah. there." <laughs> I'm sorry for that long-winded. No, that's what the show's about, man. We so, got an hour to fill. Yeah. Uh, so when you d- 
do you count the second city doing the stand up like almost class? Do you count that as the like that's the first time you got on stage? Yeah, I would okay, count yeah, that. Yeah, yeah for uh, sure. Because I was avoiding open mics yeah. at all costs. I was shitting my pants at the thought of like all these comics that are in these cliques that are so good and that will hate me and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was just doing a class. That was my open mic. So then when when you got that feeling and you were like, okay, I want to keep doing this, how long were you in Chicago for? I was in Chicago for like four months and then COVID hit. Okay. So I had done... And then you had met Jessica at this time, right? No. So then I, um, I like... Went home? I went home right before COVID because I was going to travel around a bit. Okay. And then I met Jessica right before I traveled around. Got it, got it, got it. And then COVID So then, so you're in Chicago for four months. Yes. You decide to go back home. Mm-hmm. And was the writing, when, when was that? Do you, you remember offhand? That was 2019, end okay. of 2019. Okay, so the writing's on the wall where there's like, hey, there's something going on, but you, this virus or what? The reason I ask is because I remember watching it on the news mm-hmm. and literally in my head, I don't know, I've got this weird catastrophizing complex where in my head I go, oh, this is the end of days. Oh, interesting. I'm going to be like, let's fucking saddle up. Like, so I go. was in Asia. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you said you traveled. And I, so I was traveling around Asia, and COVID was happening, and no so this one— this is early 2020 or late 2019? Early 2020. Okay. And um, one, no one thought anything of it because everybody already had masks on to begin with. Yeah. And then two— this when it started getting bad, it was kind of crazy. I went to like seven different countries, and each country that I left shut down like two days after left. I left. Wow, that's so that nuts. was you know a bit of a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> the white devil. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because it was weird because I remember watching it on the news in late twenty, like in mid twenty nineteen. I remember just seeing something on it like quickly, like oh, there's a virus outbreak in Wuhan, China, and I remember th- I remember thinking. Well, like that's in the movies, like where it like sure. takes over yeah, the whole yeah. world. Like that doesn't happen in real life. Uh-huh. It did seem because ve- we were in the age of like Trump and propaganda. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. seemed very like trumped up, as it were. Yeah, not even like right. You know, no pun intended, but it seemed very much like we're trying to scare everybody. Kind yes, of a thing. exactly. And I was like, oh well, that doesn't happen in real life. Like, mm-hmm. and I studied political science and history, so I was like. In actuality, that stuff doesn't really happen to the degree people think it does because sure. of movies and television. Um, it's the famous Men in Black line. You know, there's always something that's about to end the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't think twice about it because Savannah and I had our move scheduled for mid-2020. Okay. And so I didn't think twice about it. And then 2020 comes, and then by March, everything's shutting down. And we were supposed to move April 1st of 2020. Wow. Okay. And we got a call March 25th. She it's got a call. I had sex with my girlfriend. Is it? Mm-hmm. Shouts out. Jessica, what's up? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's the clip. Doing God's work. Um, but she uh, but she got a call from her work like seven days before we were supposed to leave saying your transfer's off like it's over. And so we ended up not moving. So at this time when that's happening with me, you're in Asia. Yeah. So how long were you? When did you leave? So I took Jess out on January 4th. 6th. Before and then I left January sixth. Okay, uh, that's my alibi. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and um, I and then I was in Asia for two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. So you literally January. Yeah, you're. By the time you're coming back, everything's like I literally had like the last flight. Um, last flight out of Shanghai. And she's like telling me, wait, where like, was the flight out of? Because that'll be the title Singapore. Of the um, and she's telling me, hey, things are getting back. Maybe you should. 
uh, come back home. And I was like, okay, desperate. We went on one date. And uh, then it turns out if I, it turns out if I didn't leave, I'd like, this is going to kill you. I'd be stuck in Singapore and probably be arrested for chewing gum, which is illegal. Not even maybe in racist. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, God, that's insane. Yeah. So then when you got back, because you were done comedy, you had done it more than just the UCB at that point, or had you only done the UCB? I'd, I'd performed like in class six times, and I'd done three showcases. Okay. And then and you, one open mic. You went home, you traveled, and then you got I back. traveled because like, listen, I'm going to be the next big thing. Let me take some time off, travel, get some experience. I mean, I'd literally done one open mic. Yeah. And now I'm traveling around and then COVID hit. So I had and literally all throughout COVID, the only thing keeping me going was like I did really well at these showcases because I, I really was taking comedy seriously of like writing a ton yeah. and making sure that I did well at the show. And then I was like, so you are competitive. I am very competitive, yeah, okay. uh, especially with myself. And yeah. um, and so I was like, when COVID opens up, uh, who knows when that'll be? I all have like all this material and I'll be like hitting Just, the races yeah. and like be huge. Yeah. So. so then when COVID happens and you get back from Singapore, are you like. Are you locked down at home? Are you living mom? Dad, I'm locked down Jess, at home. Um, uh, so I I go back home. We have a lake house, and um, I'm spending most of my time there uh, with a, Jess. His father's an entrepreneur. I don't know if you. Let's heard. just say people think I'm from New York, um, <laughs> and I uh, I go. Let's just say he doesn't do shows in the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, by choice, um, and I. <laughs> I quarantined. Theirs are his. So our, <laughs> um, my second date with Jess is quarantining so at my just, lake house for two weeks. <laughs> which is love. The sex makes sense now. Yeah. Um, first day. What can I say? <laughs> but we've been talking for two and a half months. That's so. what I was going to say. Yeah. So you guys go on the first date, you hit it off, and then you're communicating the whole time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not. No one's trying to say anything. About, so, if anything, it took me about, two and a half months. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I think Jess would appreciate yeah, that yeah, a little course. bit more. Uh, <laughs> also, let the record show she was she was stuck at my lake house for ten days. So yeah, so what the implications? She, yeah, what are, what is she gonna do? Yeah. It's like there's a scene in Always Sunny where uh, yeah, yeah, Charlie, they're on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took us out on the boat. We had to. Actually, he took us out on his boat. <laughs> What are the implications here? What do you mean implications? What are we implying? What are the implications? Uh, so also, that, I want to say, not that I even have to qualify it, but like Jess and I were like fully in love. Like yeah, we knew, were. like <laughs> hate her now, but you know, we're living together. So what can you do? But I like, we're at my lake house and it's like, it's so clear. Like she's the one, I'm the one. Yeah. Like we are. Yeah. Like, we knew. Lights go dark. Yes. Violence play. Roofie and mouth. Yeah. Let's get down to business. <laughs> Thank you. Clip it. Clip it. Oh, this is going to have a lot of clips. This is fun. I um, hope we go over an hour, by the way. We will. Because I, I want to cut that 15 minutes of me <laughs> just talking about how I hate comedy and it's terrible and I suck. <laughs> Oh, it's <laughs> okay. Perfect. Let's move it though. Um, you will move it to the yeah, end. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, so <laughs> they have to work for it. <laughs> Eric Walsh is gonna be like, "There's no comedy in this one." Wait till the end, buddy. Wait <laughs> yeah. till the end. I want it to open with me saying, "Yep, I banged her quickly, and it was love." <laughs> Another clip. Clip it. Clip it. Uh, so 
when do you go back to doing comedy? So you're at the lake house for 10 days. You stay in Atlanta for COVID. And then, yeah. So in your head, this blows my mind in your head. You were like, you're not, this I don't know if this is going to sound harsh or not, but I'm going to say it. You're no, not performing dude, dude. a ton. No, not at all. You're barely doing comedy, mm-hmm. but in your head, you're like, I need to go to New York. Well, okay. So this is, okay, two things. One, I am very hard on myself, mm-hmm. but I have like super high expectations. Yeah. And so like from my first class when I was bombing, I was like, I'm going to be the guy. They don't get it yet because, like, I'm in this class and I'm, like, I'm one of them, but I'm really not one yeah. of them. Even though, like, I'm so bad. And I... So, so hearing you say that out loud is hilarious. That's well, me all the time, all the time, sure. everywhere. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm here with you guys, but... <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, we all know. I- I'm humoring you. Yeah, I mean... But so here's the crazy part is I did three I did two showcases and then a show at the Laughing Skull right before I left to travel. Yeah. Um and like right before I even met Jess, I like sent her my tape like to prove to her that I'm funny. It's, it was abysmal. But you can make them laugh, you can make them breakfast. Sure. <laughs> and I don't cook, but you know, she does. Well, that's what the the help is for. <laughs> She's black. But you know, that's <laughs> It's not neither here nor there. Didn't even um, mean to do that. But um, <laughs> his words. Sometimes the brain just fires in these weird synapses. So I um, I meant because you have a lake house. Okay. Yes. Um. So I did Laughing Skull and like, and I'm no one, but I tell them like, hey, I can bring a bunch of people and yeah. I can do this, and I actually have a really good show. I get an agent from that show, which is like. Pretty much. Earlier, how you were saying you hate when people get stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. This but, is over. We're done. We're done. No, I'm but I'm like, but I did have a good set, and the agent knew. Like, so the oh, agent was new. at the showcase. It was somebody who was a friend of my parents, who I had never met before, who they didn't even know. Like, they were in that space. They're like, hey, they talked to me after. Like, hey, how long have you been doing this? I was like, oh, that was like the fourth time I performed. They're like, oh, I, I know this person in L.A. Let me put you in touch with them. So they knew going in. Like, okay. I knew. That yeah. was the fourth time performing. So it was like that context of like get them all, yeah, get them all, get them all young. These, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that happened, and that was when it comes also, to comedy. When it comes to comedy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was also a driving force of like, oh, I really think I can do this because like this agent literally booked me for Edinburgh. I'm like, I've I performed four times in my life. Yeah, and so my what next show, what, Do you still have the agent? Uh, no, but that was my choice. Um, but so, so then I moved to LA. So this is my, this is my story. I'm in Atlanta. I'm not performing for a year and a half. Uh, yeah, for a year and a half, but I'm writing all the time and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so funny because I'm like getting better by like self-writing yeah. and uh, criticizing it. And then I move out to LA cause that's where the agent is. Mm-hmm. So then I was there for a year. It was kind of brutal with her. Um, so then I severed ties. Yeah. Then I moved to New York. Oh, it was brutal with the agent. Yes. Jess is with you the whole time. Jess is with me the whole time. God. Oh, always great with Jess, except for when I'm projecting. I, no, I thought, to be honest with you, I thought you meant when you said it was brutal with her, I thought you meant that the long distance was brutal. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's where my brain went. No, Jess is moving with me, okay. and uh, and so we're just living life in LA. Okay, and then um, things don't go well with the agent, you sever ties with them, yep. and then, then you go to New York? Then I go to New York, yeah. Okay, so now we're here. Yes. And then you end up on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the same seat. Well, not the same seat, but the same seat that so many other comics have sat in. I know, it's exciting. I know, this is fun. So you talked about getting expelled from middle school. Yeah. 
Now, full disclosure to the audience, you are not a drinker. No. You've never been a drinker. No. Have you ever got drunk? Yes. Okay. But you just don't like it. Yeah. So in high school, I would drink like once a month, but I liked smoking a lot more than drinking. Weed. S- weed, yeah. Okay. Um, and I <laughs> just imagining me chain smoking. Do you want um, to say I have a cigarette right there if you want? No, I'm good. I do like American spirits, though. Of course you do. But I don't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't even have to say it. Um, but uh, I mean, just call me the K word already. <laughs> it's like when breaking off text- of you. When I was texting you. I went to type like. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Sure. And I was like, oh my God. Because the L and the K are right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, that is tough. I, I remember one time I was talking to um a, a black girl and uh, I said something like, do you want to get lunch? And I hit the Y instead of the U. So I texted her, do you want to get Lynch? And I was like, come on, man. Like when you look like this, you can't be like, I swear to God, it was a typo. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, the B in the N must be close together and bigger. I mean, that's, (laughs) I mean, holy shit, that's tough. I've never done that yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, cut it. <laughs> got okay. Um, so, Clip it. Don't cut it. Clip it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, um, the I, I never did. Uh, <laughs> I was, I never did that, but, um, but yeah, I was never a big drinker. Uh, I did have an alter ego cam Rellum, Cause I thought that that was, um, Mac Miller, uh, alter ego who I, I wasn't even that big of a fan of, uh, turns out like it's not, I would say Camrello, but his is Camrellum. It's an anagram. Well, it's it's his name backwards. Okay, yeah. Um, it, which I didn't even realize. I thought he was just saying Camrello, and I thought that was funny. Um, so <laughs> when did you? How did you get into drinking? Just friends in high school? I will. I mean, contrary to popular belief, I was a cool guy. No, you seem um, you're very easy to talk to. You seem oh, thank like you. You, yeah, you seem like you'd be. And I we feel like I'm bombing. Um, no, but, this is great. <laughs> and we already talked about like uh, you know connection with other people and stuff like that. So I, I'm. That's not dis. I'm not. I don't disbelieve you there. Mm-hmm. My thing though is I have to cross my lines. You are very much like you talk about it on stage. We joke about it all the time yeah. uh, because when you, you have that bit about like, well, when you tell people you don't drink, they automatically think you have a problem and you're like, no, nah, I just don't. Um, so for me, it's it's kind of hard to wrap my head around the fact that you had the same experiences a lot of people who were on the show have of in high school drinking with friends. And so many times when I talk to people because of alcohol making people feel invincible and feel better, they lean into it mm. and you leaned away from it, yeah. which I find fascinating. Sure. So what was it that, like, you said you would drink, like, maybe once a month? Yeah. What was it where you were like, I'm not doing this anymore? So it's twofold. In high school, I was, every time that I drank, I was like, ah, this is fun, but I'm not, like, getting that experience that, like, other people, like, that unlimited confidence or I need to have more and anything like that. You're on your medications at this point, too? Uh, yeah, I'm on ADD meds, yeah. and uh, and I don't think that that was a factor. I just really liked smoking. Like, when I smoked, I got that of, like, super talkative, super hyper, yeah. super just, like, wanting to be active. So I always was like, I might as well just smoke instead. Yeah. And then in college, right before I went to college, I got insane anxiety 
and Hook'em Baby, even though I hated it, so I'm going to put those down. But um, I had, like, all this anxiety and OCD. <laughs> so when I do, Put those you know, right there, actually. I don't know if the uh, endowments are listening, but I, I really hated my experience. What happened? Uh, well, so I had all this anxiety and OCD, and um, – and I'm at this like huge party school, and yeah, uh, Texas is one of the biggest party schools below the Mason. Biggest party schools, biggest like in-state schools. Like yeah. it's 98 percent Texas, and like it's just like very homogenous. And, and then I, there's you guys, and then there's <laughs> yeah. the out-of-state kids, the out-of-state kids. <laughs> and um, I did that one on purpose, and, <laughs> professional. God. Thank you. And so, excuse me. Um, I was um, I just like had such a. Like all of these uh, like neuroses and insecurities and like couldn't function well. And so a lot of people would but think – you stayed. You stayed. I stayed all four years. Shouldn't have done it. You but really have a problem with like failure, like with quitting. A little bit. I, I think – well, that was – I wasn't going to – I mean I'm not trying to diagnose you or anything but because I'm the exact same way. Right. Like, I was – I've stayed in relationships. I've done mm-hmm. things where Get I'm that, like, yeah. this is a fucking terrible idea. But it's like, I'm not going to lose. Yeah. yeah like, right. I'm going to keep fucking going. I think my thing was more like, I'm too lazy okay. to uh, apply elsewhere. And I like, I, I, I just didn't know what to do. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have... I didn't know what the issue was, so I was like, I don't know if changing schools is actually going to fix this. Yeah, because yeah. like, while I want to say this is Texas's fault, there's also a very good chance this is my fault. Yeah, kind of thing. Because everybody around me is having so much fun. Yeah, it's it's a huge party. Yeah. People love it there. People but, look at Matthew McConaughey. The guy's yeah, uh, in his fifties yeah. and he's like obsessed with it. Yep, a little bit too much, I might say. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know what they say? <laughs> he keeps getting older, but those girls stay the same. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think he's having a time for sure but i um <laughs> just rampantly making allegations yeah well he was like a professor and I'm, I'm sure he's like just fucking supermodels if i had to guess but he's married oh or he's married yeah, yeah i okay. read his book green light he apparently loves it. and that's another weird thing mm-hmm. side note yeah please these celebrities and athletes and i know from the athlete perspective because i know i know people who were professional athletes or because uh, i was in that space playing college football it is so bizarre how they will have a significant other and it's almost like the significant other just doesn't want to believe that they're sleeping with other people. Mm. Like, I've seen it both ways where they go, no, that's what they do, but I really like my life, so I'm right. not going to ruffle any feathers. And then I've seen it where they're like, no, we're, like, happy in love. And I'm like, you understand what's happening, right? Right. But it's like they just don't – and we see it with comics sometimes, too. Like, they go out on the road and, like, it's – a Lion and Sons of Anarchy, an old TV show, but it was, you know, what happens on the road stays on the road. Mm. And it's, like, so weird that people have that mentality. Where yeah, it's that like, is crazy. Like, in his, you know, in people's books, they talk about their loving wife that they love so much, and then they get caught, like, cheating, like, yeah. 19 times. And you're like, wait, you said... It is wild. It, like, it almost seems like the more they're leaning into the love, the bigger the douche when and there's the more, The more Instagram posts you see, the more you're like, oh, that guy's... Probably doing apart. something scummy. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, with the like, yeah, we love each other. Which like, is so once weird in a while to think. Okay, but right. when you're doing it like all the time, you're like, oh, there's something wrong. You're trying to prove something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got off on a tangent. So you're in Texas. <laughs> I'm you in don't Texas. Like Texas. I'm hating it. And so like I, every time I drink now, in not Texas. versus, in high school, I was like, oh, this is fun, but I don't care that much. In Texas and post, 
anytime I drink, I get way more anxious, way more neurotic. So it's going the other way for you. So yes. what it does for no- so it was very easy for me to stop drinking. Yeah, the reason I asked about the ADD medication was because I have a lot of we all, all of us, everyone listening knows people in college who would take Adderall and Vyvanse sure. and all this to study. And the thing was, I remember I had a friend that did that. And the thing was, is whenever he'd be finished with his final or test or paper or whatever, I'd be like, let's drink. And he would go, it's pointless to drink because I just took these pills. Mm. So that's why, because it's, it's, I know with Adderall, it's, I literally had a, a psychologist tell me, well, it's just speed. Right. It's literally the same chemical makeup sure. as speed. So like you could drink all you want, but it's like when you drink on cocaine, like it's not going to do for you. What I could. You I want. always felt like I had a higher tolerance. Than That's those. why I wanted to ask because you said that you've been on the ADD medication since you were much younger. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, oh well, if you're taking ADD medication, then the alcohol is not going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, because I feel like in high school, I never got hammered. Yeah, I definitely I got like a little drunk, but I was always. I remember I was really big on every time I would drink. I would want to prove to people that I could still do really good math equations. Of so I'd, I'd say, like, give me a number, give me a three-digit number, and then multiply that by a two-digit number. Can you still do that? Probably. 452. Okay. Multiplied by 21. Okay, so that's going to be, uh, I think it should be um, 9,000... 42 <laughs> nailed it i i mean i have to i'm sorry yeah no my camera my phone's up there being the camera um so that was 452 times 21 yeah so i'm so off uh 9492 you were so close yeah okay i was you closer. were one digit off yeah. or one <laughs> i was one number away yeah but um so that That's was still impressive oh thank you i would have been like fucking i don't know use a calculator <laughs> sure so <laughs> You used to get drunk and be like, I can still do. Yeah. So what happens at the end of I'm college? I'm now. Um, I just didn't go add 450 and, to I know, that. Just go home and fucking. I go. literally, that's all it was is that one. <laughs> this the is really okay, That's this, the self-hatred coming in. But yeah, I, uh, so that was, that was the thing in like, I know <laughs> I hated drinking, but um, I, and so just in college, I like, I, it, I just wouldn't have good experience. Were you smoking? Yeah, but I also wasn't having good experiences. Like, okay. I didn't like anything. So, it was so I got into bad. Xanax. Okay. Yeah, that's let's, what I really liked. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because that's the one thing that could give me like peace of mind. So this is interesting because I know this from rehabs and detoxes and just being in it. Xanax affects the same exact part of your brain that alcohol does. Mm-hmm. The, the frontal cortex. So your that's where your anxiety is held. That's where your survival, you know, your survival instinct is. As far as anxiety, fear, that's where all that's held in the very front. And so I find it fascinating that obviously drinking and it's the age old thing of, well, you obviously just weren't drinking enough. But Mm -hmm. I think drinking mixed with the ADD medication like nullified that. But then being able to take Xanax, I feel like now you can feel like what the other kids were feeling. Mm. Now you're feeling that on Xanax. So for you, when you took Xanax, you were like, oh, this is the thing. Kind of. I would say more so when I took Xanax. <laughs> so sad to say. But um, I felt like other kids sober now. Okay. And then like – because I was never like a huge partier. Yeah. I, um, I liked smoking because I liked just like talking and like just like – like being giddy yeah kind of when i was in high school and then in college i was never like 
I think even in high school, like that, like sloppy, like oh, God, like never appealed to me. And so when you just I wanted did, to feel normal, I, so the Xanax was to feel normal. And then when I smoked on the Xanax, that was like me smoking in high school again. Yeah. Because then I'm at that sober normal level plus the smoking now. It's so. insane when I tell. Have you ever met any of these psychos that just don't have like anxiety or anything like that? I remember in high school that was a big thing. Nowadays, it's far and few between. I lived with roommates in college, and one of them, I tried to find him on social media, but he has no social media or internet presence. He just doesn't want to be found. But I want to talk to him so badly about this because I was was drunk so much in college when we lived together. Mm -hmm. But I find it so fast. Like, he just wasn't worried about stuff. He was always just like, yeah, we'll figure it out. That's great. And I'm like, how is this? Pot. And my, my ex was uh, Savannah was very similar in the fact that she had anxiety, but it wasn't like my like my anxiety is like, I'm going to miss the subway. I'm going to be late for work. Vomit. I'm going to get fired. Mm. I'm going to lose my apartment. Vomit. Like, that's my how my anxiety runs. Okay. And like, you, and I, there's a bit I do where people are like, oh, I'm scared to fly on planes. And I go, you don't. that's not that's not real anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like what we're talking about. So when I would drink the way I would drink, it was because I just wanted to feel normal. Okay. I just wanted to feel okay. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're saying is uh, with the Xanax is like you just got to that leveled state yeah. where you're like, oh, now I feel like I can like relax. I would totally be an alcoholic if it was if it good effects. That same. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's so when how did you get the Xanax? Did you go to the doctor and say like, did you go to like. I went to a psychiatrist and and then I had to blow him. Um, And uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You went the other way. I went (laughs) the other way. You want these pills? Um, And I was. So I went to a psychiatrist because I'm like. In short, it, this isn't worth getting into because it's it's we're gonna get derailed. But like, I have OCD where I just obsess about what somebody said to me once, yeah. and it's like I can't. I just hear it in my head. Like it's just constantly. In the words of Bruce Willis: "Welcome to the party, pal." Yes, <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> and so that is over, over, over and over, over and over, and like it, it's like screaming. It's not yeah. like uh like hey, I hope I don't think about. It. It's like, and then it gets distilled into their name. So it was like the Jake thing, the Jake thing, the Jake thing. Doxed. Um, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Show yourself. I'm going to tag you. And so I um, was – so I just I, – I'm literally going through college just – Jake thing, Jake thing, Jake thing. And it's like, I'm like rushing a fraternity. I'm going to class. I can't function. And it's the first time ever. In in high school, I had no anxiety. I was one of those people where it's just like, oh, life will work out, whatever. Uh, Which I think is like more normal in high school than it would be when you're like on your own. Yeah. But so. What, do you have any idea what triggered it when you went to college? Just being out of the element, being in Texas? I think it was like the... um, the insanity of like now I'm on my own and then I also took an edible freaked out like right before and started getting the voices and so then it was kind of like a cyclical thing of like I'm freaking out about the fact that I have the voices and then the voices are getting stronger because you're freaking because out I'm freaking out yeah, and yeah. so um, it's a vicious circle it's a yeah it's terrible so that was happening um and, and I'm like what am I gonna do like I'm gonna be trying to function through college. I don't want this to be happening, so it's just getting louder. And then um, I meet with a psychiatrist. He prescribes me Ativan, 
it's helping a fair amount. And then I'm like, but I wouldn't mind if it's stronger. Mm -hmm. And he also didn't tell me take it as needed, um, even though I kind of needed it all the time. Yeah. But um, I so that, wait, he, he didn't tell you take it as needed. Didn't tell me take it so as needed. He just gave you the pills. And... Yeah, which is like basically as addictive as Xanax. And yeah. so the next thing I know, I'm just buying Xanax from like whoever I can. Oh, so you didn't even get Xanax? From... No, it wasn't prescribed. Oh wow. So yeah. what were you? Getting? I had like a legitimate addiction. Yeah. This is. Breaking news for everybody. <laughs> Eric Walsh goes, what are you guys even going to talk about? He doesn't drink. Well, I know. What a douche. I have struggle, Eric. He wouldn't know. He's six foot five. Connecticut. Ugh. Yeah. Pretty gross. I'm just going to keep doing this until he comes on the show. <laughs> what is he, did, Have you asked him? Yeah. He won't and he's above on. it? Yeah. Oh, my. What a douche. Yeah. He's better than Joe List, apparently. <laughs> Clip that. Clip um, Sending that to Joey. Okay. I so content that's coming I, your way. I was, uh, I was taking Xanax a lot, and I was like really enjoying myself. Yeah. Like, it was a great So time. this is what year in college? Freshman this is year? This freshman year. So you out of the gate were like, I can't do this. Yes. It's good of you to, to realize it so early. Because, yeah. I mean, I. Well, nothing was getting better. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I struggled with my anxiety and stuff until I happenstance fell into drinking. And then I was like, oh, this makes it go away. But like, I would have just kept doing what I was doing, like dealing, like not even deal, like obviously. I mean, so we basically had the same scars and stuff because I just was like, I don't know what to do. My brain. ah." (laughs) Um, And I would have just kept doing that had I not stumbled into drinking. Sure. And then it was like, oh, this makes everything quiet. I'm just going to keep doing this. So that's the exact same thing. though. Oh, but you're saying I just found it earlier. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying good on you for getting to college and being like, oh, I can't do this. (laughs) Like, and then going to see a doctor. Uh, okay. I, I right. never did that. I yeah. was just kind of like out there in the wind until much later in my life. So then you you start buying Xanax, which is easy to find in sure. charge. Yeah. What do you do? You know what you're taking as far as the I'm milligrams? taking two milligrams. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's big boys. I got a high tolerance. That's what can I say? Uh, that's uh, what is that? The yellows? Uh, no, I mean that's like the standard like white okay. Xanax written on the yeah, back yeah. of it. But because uh, a lot of people break those. Oh yeah, I'd go full. Yeah. Um, and then and I'd smoke on it and I drink on it. Like Hell I was yeah. fully, now it's a fucking party. Yeah, I was the guy. What can I say? And then uh, and then I'd also do Hulks. And what's a Hulk? It's like the green, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like super ones. Yeah. So the green ones and then there's the yellow ones, which everyone called school buses. Okay. And I'm only familiar with this um, because I was never a big Xanax guy because sure. I would just drink. But I had an ex in college who would take Xanax because she hated the taste of alcohol. And she's like, oh, I can get fucked up just taking Xanax. And she would literally call me some days and be like, hey, you're not going to like this. But like I woke up somewhere I'm not supposed to be. And I'll be like, well, what did you do? And she goes, no idea. Don't remember. Took a school bus. And I thought she meant like took a school bus. (laughs) She meant she took a school bus, like the Xanax. Sure. So she's blacked out and has no recollection of the evening. Wow. So that's why. But was she waking up in somebody's bed? Yeah, that's why she called. But I was going to leave that out. Clip it. Uh, (laughs) But. um... (laughs) And how did that make you feel? (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is that's my only affiliation until I was much older with Xanax was like, oh, this is like, this gets people fucked up. Yeah, like you literally, Xanax is like almost excusable of in terms of like you did something wrong and you don't know. It's like Xanax and like being like obliviously hammered are the two times where people go like, yeah, that was fucked up. Don't do it again, Mm -hmm. but we get it. Yeah, right. Because 
the Xanax thing, man, that blew my mind where I was like, how, and it, I was such a hypocrite because I'd be like, how do you not know what you did last yeah, night? And I then totally I've woken that. up in jail cells and been like, how the fuck sure. did I get here? Yeah. No, I like literally don't remember 75% of my freshman year. God, so yeah. you were just ripping and rolling. So how long were you doing the Xanax? Was this all through college? No, when it was just you, four months. When did you realize you had an issue? Um, I, uh, here it comes. I, well, it's, it wasn't like, super correlated to Xanax, but I was um I was back home over the summer mm-hmm. and I and my dad was out of town and he told me under no circumstances are you allowed at the house. And so Why um, were you guys Excuse me. Um and were just you... because I'd like gotten into some trouble. Well I also my mom has a house. So it was oh, okay. like yeah yeah sorry. <laughs> He's like you must be on the streets. You're until in the I lake house. <laughs> yeah, right. until I get back. <laughs> and so he um So your dad's going out of town and he goes you're staying at your mom's. Staying at your mom's you or not... friends. Don't go to my house. Um And I... you had gotten in trouble at college? In college and just like at his house like just doing stupid stuff. I think that I had um he had told me it was like my sister, my stepsister's bat mitzvah mm-hmm. at the time. I was back. It's my freshman year of college. I, um, he's like, don't go in your room because her grandparents are staying there. And my girlfriend and I went at the time, uh, went in the room, had sex. I left like my bong in there. It was just like, he oh. like came home, like saw us, like the sheets everywhere, whatever, because I got dirty. And then like, like literally, he's like kicking me out of the house because he's pissed. And then rightfully so. And then I'm like, hey, I know this isn't a good look, but I left a bong in there. I feel like I should tell you. And so it was just like that. That was so like for right very before, good reason. For very good reason. Like, yeah, yeah. Because my dad's a very like chill guy. Yeah. Um. And but he's like, you lost the trust. So like, I don't want you. I also find it's interesting how much you value respect. <laughs> yeah well but this is also like i'm on xanax yeah. like i don't <laughs> you know like good caveat because i had forgot because at the time and the timeline was messed up in my head i had forgotten that you were on xanax at the time i'm like literally yeah. like i'm falling apart at the scenes yeah, yeah. i'm obsessing about this kid named jake and i'm just on xanax and so it's not some kid you know who you are jake <laughs> it's 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 uh let's just say he's from new york yeah uh, uh-huh. and so i was let's um, just say he knows someone who's an agent you know what i mean <laughs> right. so i was um i went I like immediately went to my dad's house. Um, so he's you're back for the summer. I'm back for the summer. He said, under don't go no to my, circumstances. under no circumstances. And I was like, well, this is a pretty good circumstance. I would love to be there. You know, it'd be fun. Because <laughs> um, I don't want to be at my mom's. I want to be at his house. And I bring my Does girlfriend. Does he have a nicer house? <laughs> he does have a nicer house. And like, it's like, we'd be home alone. Yeah. So it's like, it's that element. Um, and, and so I bring my girlfriend. Okay. It's uh, just, just scrub through all this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so we go, we see some cars there. We which, like, my dad has cars there all the time. So I'm like, this isn't super rude. But there's also a chance that... What do you mean you see... There are, like, people working on the house. I think my dad might be in the CIA. It's okay. the whole thing. And so... Um, it's not... That's, we're we're going to move. Yeah. <laughs> Briefly. I don't need the shadow Hint band it. on everything. And so... Yeah. And so um, we get there. Let's end this guy's career. <laughs> right. And so um, I'm like, oh, fuck. This might be my stepsister with, like, a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. So there's other people still around the house. Just because your dad's gone. Like, you have stepsisters and... But, like, I know that my dad and my stepmom are gone. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm like, ah, it's okay if this we'll But it. I also... We drove here. We're tired. It's, like, past midnight. We get there. I um, I go um, through the place 
the alarm goes off and I'm like trying to like fit. I don't it's think not the code. I don't think I was on Xanax, but like I'm like trying to like figure because I'm like panicking. Of, like yeah. fuck, I'm like waking everybody up. And so then um I I finally get it, but like I, I imagine. Oh, you got the code. I got the code. I knew the code, but like, no, I was thinking maybe he had changed the code. Oh he yeah, no, like no, he didn't change no the code because that would be a fucking boss move. That would be great. Uh, mad respect to him for that. But so then I, I don't say mad, but it sounded, it sounded natural. Right, yeah. Thank you. And so I like Atlanta, I, baby. I go to my stepsister's room. Room. I like wake her up. I oh, say, so they're there. They're in the they're house. there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's like 1 a.m. And I'm like, where's the babysitter? And so then I go to the babysitter's room because I wanted to like let her know, like, hey, you're not yeah being burgled. And so uh, you know, a polite burglar would do that, the courtesy. And so I'm like knocking on the door, no answer. I go to my room because I'm like, I guess she's doing something. Um, so the, wait, your stepsister's there, and then who's the babysitter for? For my stepsister, because she was like bought mitzvah. She's oh, okay, like 13. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. out of town, yeah. and so so they're okay. So they're dad and stepmom are out of town. Yes, but the little sister staying there. The Correct. little sister has a babysitter. Has a babysitter. The next day, nobody's there, and I'm like, honestly, it'd probably be smart to dip. Get out of here. But then I take some Xanax and smoke some weed, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm this, is, out. this is nice. He has a nice backyard, and so we're um, we're hanging out. And then I get a text from my stepsister, which was kind of concerning because it wasn't my birthday. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said we are home. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like sprinting around the house because I'm just like. I think it was a like one. I think that she saw that I was smoking. Yeah, and then two. It's like it wasn't a good look last night. So I'm sprinting around the house. Um. So that I don't have to go through it to see them. I get to the door handle of my car and I'm like, oh my God, I left my keys inside the house. So now I'm like knocking on the door of my own house to introduce myself to this person. To who, the babysitter. To the babysitter who like only knows me as like a thief the in burner. the night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thief in the night. And so she, um, she, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, my name's Zach. Uh, I live here, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And like completely disregards everything that I'm telling her. I'm like, also, I, I look so fucked up. Yeah, I'm on and you know she's telling your dad. A hundred percent. And she goes, she doesn't even respond to what I said. She said, some party you had last night. And I'll tell you right now, I know she's not referring to me like begging my girlfriend to Jack Johnson and passing out immediately. But um, she she literally Jack Johnson, good pull. Thank you. I was a huge fan in Banana high school. Pancakes. Um, yes. I wish I had more. I like haven't listened to him since high school, but I was a big fan. You know what's fun? <clears throat> I do this from time to time. I go because I listen to Pandora now because I'm old. Everyone listens to Spotify. Go into your old Apple Music mm-hmm. and just hit shuffle. Mm. It's I don't know if you're an Apple Music guy. I used guy. to buy music. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So I, in college, would buy songs. Okay. And these are the songs that I would drink to and party to and stuff like that or work out to. And since I've gotten into streaming music, I have not listened to my old library in forever. Mm. And then the other day I was on the train and just was like, oh, Apple Music. It's a bunch of comedy albums and stuff. And I just hit shuffle. It is like a blast from the past. Like oh, because Apple Music also has your regular It has music. everything that I had bought. Okay, right. But I haven't gone to my purchased playlist or my sure. purchased library in so long yeah and then i just hit shuffle on my purchase library and dude it's i love nostalgia like jack that's johnson's like coming thing. up that's what reminded yeah. me of it and stuff and all these songs that i haven't listened to like high school because mm-hmm. you got to remember i was in high school when all that stuff was coming out sure so like i have songs from like 
the mid 2000s that right. I haven't heard in a decade. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my That's God. great. So just side note, Jack Johnson, great, great one to bang to. Yes, great. Especially so missionary. What party? What party was she she talking about? Just the alarm going off? She on? didn't tell me. Like I, I, I said, what do you mean? And she goes, Some party. And I was like, Well, great to meet you. And then I dipped. And then um I literally got a call from my dad. Within like, thirty seconds? Yeah, and just furious. And so then Did you I, explain to him like there was no party? Like I just came home and the alarm went off? I don't think that she told him there was a party. Okay. I think that she was just alluding to like, hey, way to be reckless last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, wake everybody up. And yeah. so um, I and like- you know your dad told her under no circumstances. Yes, exactly. So my dad is like a very chill guy, has very minimal rules. And so it's like so easy to just follow what he asks. And yeah. if you break it, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He asked her so little. And so I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. Actual trouble. Actual trouble. So I just broke down, like told him like, like I'm so, like, I, I don't know who I am anymore. Like I'm addicted to Xanax. Like I, I have these obsessive thoughts all the time. Like, cause I was like, they knew something was up, but I was, I'm like a pretty high functioning drug addict i guess and also just like i'm so i at that they weren't seeing me that much because i'm in college and then i'm like i'm it's months at this point that i've had the obsessive thoughts that you kind of just like get used to it it becomes a part of your life you're not happy about it but you can function with it yeah so they didn't understand the extent of everything and so then when i broke down told them all that they were like okay we're gonna get you clean we're gonna get you like on a good schedule i was also like waking up at like 3 p.m going to bed at like 4 a.m were they was your dad relieved because he was like oh like this is something we can fix um i think a little bit maybe i think that yeah i think it's a big thing when when you finally go like, hey, I need help. Right. It's a big thing for people to be like, thank God you're mm. finally recognizing okay. that you need help. I think that they truly didn't know. Yeah, because that's true. I, well, I really was hiding it. Yeah, and they don't deal with it that often. So I'll say this for the listeners, and it's not going to be a popular thought for the people who are outside of the circumstance. Yep. Best card to play. 100%. Any kind of trouble you get into, throw the, I've got a fucking serious problem. I don't know what to do. I need help. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, they just want to help you. You fucking put on some ice skates. You just start skating out of everything. <laughs> it really is. When it comes to your family, judges, not so much. Judge, judges, not so much. They're He's like, like yeah, yeah, I'm going to help you by jailing you. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've heard that today? <laughs> Have you been in here for the last hour? <laughs> um, so that was like a big thing and like a turning point. But it was also like... And I totally understand why, but they're like, okay, no more Xanax. So I went from Xanax every day to cold turkey. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, so that was fucking tough. Did and you get the uh, the shakes and the throwing up and the I got the sweats. shakes yeah. and uh, like I literally wake up dripping in sweat for years. Yeah, for like, years. Yeah, for years, uh, which I think is just anxiety at that point. I don't even know if I well, can Well, so it, it's with, it withdrawals and then it turns into anxiety. Right. I mean, that happens. I've been sober five years and I still wake up like that. Okay, that's yeah, good to hear. Just, well, I don't know if it's good, but <laughs> it's normal. Yeah, okay. In yeah. our circumstance. Right. So you kick the Xanax. So you haven't done Xanax since? 
Um, I so my sophomore year, I probably did Xanax like once a month. Okay, like I was well. So so then I met with a psychiatrist again, a different one, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, what? I can't believe they prescribed you Ativan to take daily. You should only do it as needed." They prescribed me Klonopin. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was taking time release. Like you take it in the morning, it lasts all day, kind of a thing. Yeah. So I was taking Klonopin every day. As I should have. Mm-hmm. And then, but I wanted to get off of it. So I did that. And then for first semester, second semester, I took half. And then summer, I got off of it. And then I was taking Xanax like once a month for like a special occasion. For partying, yeah. For partying. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I really didn't take Xanax um, frequently afterwards. Oh, good. Yeah. Good on you. Thank you. See, and that's a... Uh... I know Jamie Wolf talks about it too. Like once you like get caught up in it, you can get caught up quickly. Yeah, definitely. Because it's one of those things where... If you said to someone that you were addicted to pills, they'd be like, you? I know. No. Yeah. But you're like, no. And Jamie's the same way. Like, when you look at me, you go, yeah, you seem, you're aggressive, you're loud, you seem like you'd be a fucking raging alcoholic. <laughs> but with like, especially like you and Jamie and like, even Joe List, like, he seems so unassuming. Yeah. Like, he's such a sweet guy that uh-huh. you're like, you had a problem? He's like, oh, yeah. Like, a huge problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I, I love hearing that, but well, you, you still have maintained... In your time in New York that you just don't really drink either. So do you, yeah, you still smoke though, right? Uh, I'll go through phases. Like I won't smoke for a couple months and then I'll take some edibles or smoke a little bit for the weekend and then I'll get over it. Yeah. Um, That's I, awesome. And I, it is, but I like, but I hate being sober. Like I'm not enjoying life. Yeah. And so like, well, you I have would, one of the best bits I've ever heard about it. Oh, thank you. I don't know it if you want to burn it, but it does well. I, I, to me, it's one of the greatest bits I've ever heard. Thank you. I yeah, really appreciate cause, that. Cause it, it's so true. It really is so true. Um, and especially <laughs> really like dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, I mean, I almost want to just say it here so you I can say like, have it. Well, so essentially, clip it, clip it. every time that like I go out with my friends, it feels like I'm walking into an intervention in reverse. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of them hammered complaining about my sobriety, which like really sucks because when you're, when you, when somebody says, hey, I don't like you after Jaeger bombs, it's one thing if someone says like I don't like you after Jaeger bombs that's just a fix it's another thing if someone's like hey I don't like you when you're being you (laughs) it's like oh so it's just the general vibe it's just me (laughs) right um, I uh, I really hope that works someday but um I but so and I don't like me sober either yeah like it's it's because it's like I I I want to do something about it but doing something about it would require me then doing drugs or alcohol. Get, yeah. And then it's like, what's Yeah, happening? and it's weird, too, because <clears throat> there are times – because then obviously I'm in a, a super secret program. I can't tell you about it because it's strictly anonymous. Sure. But there are times where everyone's like, oh, it'll pass. This too shall pass. Yeah. Like, you'll get over it. Just give it time. Time takes time and all that stuff, which is true. But in the moment when I'm going through something, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Like, I need something Mm. to nullify this feeling. And eventually, you know, I do everything that I'm asked to do and required to do to stay sober. And then it goes away. And they're right. And it works. Well, it sucks, too, because I do see a world in which we are successful comics. And that is the drug. Yeah. But because the, he, but that's what I'm saying is in the moment when I'm totally sober with myself and something's wrong in my brain as far as like my anxiety or my rage or whatever it is, I'm like, I don't want to be here. 
Like I don't want an open mic. No, or... no, no. Like in my in my own head. Oh, okay. Like yeah, I yeah. want to take something to make this go away. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I totally understand that when you're saying like I don't like being sober either, mm-hmm. but I just am. I am. So like, what are we like? What are we gonna do? And I, I completely agree with you. I because th- I've had good sets in the last couple months, and I'm like, oh, this is all I need. Like yeah. a couple good sets. I I know we've been talking about them a lot, but we, I was at the stand the other night, and Joe was going to leave, and he goes, yeah, two early sets, win two for two. And then Richie Redding goes, oh, you didn't have like that one set, like too many, and it went poorly? And he goes, no, actually, I think this is probably the best night of my life. (laughs) And he left. But it's so true because like as comics, you can have a bad set and it can ruin what doesn't matter what you did that day. Sure. So I do want to get to the I can have a good set and one line didn't work. And And then you're like, it's over. But I think you're right. I think having comedy and doing well at it is a very good substitute where yeah, it's like oh I'm, this is fun this is good i mean jamie's killing it joe's killing it they're all so killing it's uh we're yeah, killing it we're, <laughs> we're killing it. but i think that that's i think that's why i'm unassuming as well is because i've been sober for so long and i've like learned to navigate how my mind works mm-hmm. that now like i talk like my intrusive thoughts and so people are like oh wow you're very like articulate and you're very put together and it's just been from years of like having to hammering at home hammering at home and like lawyer my way out of like why this shouldn't matter and why i should focus on this or whatever and it's it's like it's funny because like everybody is always shocked when they find out that i did drugs or whatever the case may be because of the way that i am but it's like i am the way that i am because of all that yeah I did all that and because my mind's like um my mind's working without the drugs. Yeah. This is why you see this because I am a sober person. So it's like it's just pure neuroses. <laughs> just ah, like a super sand of some uh-huh. sort. Um we have time for one more story. I wanted you to tell uh I mean it's not too long. How did you get kicked out of middle school? Um, I oh got how long have we been going for like an hour 10 damn I'm having fun. Do you want to come back? Sure. I'd love we'll to come save back. It. We'll say you not do time. longer or no. like we cut out the first. No, no, no. no. I, I, I can't obviously the studio is my apartment. Sure. But I got a lot of stuff on tap. Oh, okay. Fair, fair. Um, okay. So I got definitely going to cut that out. No, no, no. I, save <laughs> it. Save it. You'll come back on the show. Oh gosh. Sure. Yeah. We'll do a part two. A part two as That'd it be were. Great. Take that, Eric Walsh. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I have that in the paddling. Yeah, and, um, you had that, the paddling, and then we also have to talk about chess. Yes. Okay, so I have a lot for you. Yeah, we're, you're coming back. Sure. See, this is what I love is doing the show. A lot of times we can get off on stuff that's still relatable to the show, but we just don't touch the stories. Right. So we'll have you back on. Okay, uh, Plug everything one more time. So I'm doing Rent Controlled. Um, <laughs> that is this Friday. I don't know when this is coming out. This will come out. Tomorrow, Friday. Okay, so today on Friday, rent controlled well, at for nine Patreon, p.m. It comes out for everyone else on Monday. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed hearing this Jew talk about his neuroses, you can see him at nine p.m. at the Music Inn uh, in the West Village on Friday on the tw- uh, on the twelfth. Yeah. Yeah. So when is it next month? And then next month, pending. Okay. <laughs> but follow the page, rent.controlled. Yeah. And then there's Drip Comedy, which should be on May 26th. And then Handy Vandy. Handy Vandy. On social media. Yes. Thank you again for coming on, Of course. On, dude. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. At Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, brennantcomedy.com. Check out the one-man show premiering on Patreon. 
Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif, May 31st at 3 p.m. Um, and thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Oh. How'd that go, honestly? Okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs>